the FCS college football experience, uh, CAA conference season preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, we're also brought to you by Game Time. Yes, download the Game Time app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX. Uh, you know, get to get $20 off. You got to get that. So CFBX for $20 off. Uh, and remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, folks, this is Bud Foster. You're listening to SGPN. Let's let it ride. Back on the FCS college football experience, and look, we previewed the first eight teams in the CAA on side A of the podcast, part one. Go listen to that. This is part two. We just got done. So the t- the teams we previewed on the the first side were North Carolina A and T, Hampton, the Maine Black Bears, the Campbell Camels, the Towson Tigers, uh, the Stony Brook Sea Wolves. The Albany Great Danes and the Monmouth Hawks. So now we jump over to what? Well, I'm curious. I guess who did you have then at eight? I had Elon. That, that was where I had them falling. I had Richmond. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Look, I don't like all of this is like a game difference. You realize like. That's how thin I I have this. When I went through, okay, let's talk about Elon. Tony Triscani, Tr- Triscani, uh, no relation to Chris Corciani, but he's entering year five at Elon, twenty and twenty all the time. See what got me was I like the Matthew Downing get at quarterback. This is a guy mm-hmm. that is that that's that started at La Tech a couple games. They still have Hampton at the running back spot, Jalen Hampton. Uh, I just think. You're not dropping off. I mean, McKay was a big loss, but I think Downing might be an upgrade. Now he, he probably doesn't offer the the running ability, but uh, that had Jalen Hampton and 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 him back there in the backfield. You're just like, well, okay, they're pretty solid there. Then you look elsewhere, kind of like what I saw in the offensive line. Jabril Williams is back on the offensive line. He's good, um, and I I just feel like. The defensive side of the ball is not in bad shape either. Like Marvin Pearson, the third on the defensive line, also Kazim Moore. So they got two guys on the D line that stood out to me. Bo Sanders in the secondary, also Jaden Dennis. Uh, I think the defense is in better shape than probably the offense. I don't know. I feel like they're just more. They're a pretty complete team to me. Um, talk to me about uh, your thoughts on the Phoenix. Will they rise again? So I did like the Matthew Downing uh, get 
I was kind of surprised a couple of the things I saw. I know I'm pretty sure Phil Stills magazine being one of them, uh, not super high on it. Didn't seem like they even really knew if he was going to be the guy to get the call. So um, that kind of leave that up in the air. I, I assume it would be downing, but a lot of uncertainty there. The rest of the offense I was fine with. See, uh, kind of different than you. The defense was one of the things I was worried about. Uh, hmm. Linebackers, Marcus Hillman, six sacks, 74 tackles, four fumbles forced gone. Jameer Malone, number two tackler, an interception, three fumbles forced, gone. Devontae Chandler, one sack, two fumbles forced, gone. So your whole linebacking crew, bunch of turnovers created there. All those guys gone. Safety Omar Omar Rogers, three interceptions, two fumbles forced, transfers to ECU. He's out. Wow. Uh, I completely understand. Gone, (laughs) you know? So a lot of guys, a lot of names there heading out. So that was uh, majorly, majorly concerning. Well, I saw the linebacking core, but to me, if you tell me in 2023 college football, there's an area where I don't care if we like, if if I had to choose an area to lose players, it would be the linebacking core secondary got guys, defense alignments got guys. So I kind of liked that, but let's talk a little bit about uh, the Phoenix of Elon and their schedule because now that that did stand out to me. I thought it was a tough schedule. I thought it was a, maybe a tougher schedule, but I thought their team from a roster standpoint was better than some of the other teams, but the schedule is I think harder. I think it's one of the hardest schedules in the uh, CAA. I think you can make an argument. It's the hardest schedule in the CAA. And uh, that includes them getting a and T and Hampton, two of the three that we want on the schedule. So they open things up Thursday, August 31st at wake forest and Dave Clawson. That's not good. That's not fun. They're going to lose, right? The very next week they're at Gardner Webb. That's not fun. They might lose that one. I think this is kind of, I favor Gardner Webb. I favor Gardner Webb. I like a field goal. I think it's a game though. Did you have them winning any of those? No, I got them going on two right out the rim. I do too, but then they, I have them beating A and T at Road Stadium and Elon. Then come see the road spots are fucking absolute. Listen to the road schedule this year: at Wake Forest, at Gardner Webb FCS playoff team, at Campbell, who is one of the most talented rosters in in all of the FCS, at Villanova, who's kind of been a blue blood historically. Now they've struggled last year. Then at Delaware and at Richmond, so you're getting all of the all of the name brands. Um, yes. Yeah, so I got them uh, losing to Campbell. I got them going one and three to start their season. And then they host William and Mary. <laughs> oh man, dude, you, they, if they don't, they might fuck around and start off one and five. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got them starting off one and four for sure. I, I do have them getting the win over NC central, but that's a really, really tough game right there. So yeah, I got them one and four, but then getting over NC. And then they head to Villanova. I mean, give me two wins by the time October 21st comes around. Uh, then they beat Mammoth to me. I'll give them three wins by the bye week. Same and year. then and then after the bye week, they're at Delaware, they're at Richmond. They're home to Hampton. I think they can beat Hampton. Maybe spring an upset on Richmond. I I don't know, man. I wasn't, I wasn't high on, I mean, like I said, I had him sixth, right? Mm-hmm. I had him sixth. You had him. What was it? Eighth. I had him eight. Once again, to me, like I have them beating Richmond. That was the difference in, in my 
analysis, but I think their team is talented. It's just that schedule, that road schedule is fucking daunting. Um, so, uh, okay. Let's talk about who'd you have at seven then? Seven was Albany for me. So we okay. got that one. So let's talk about the Richmond Spiders then, because Russ Huseman, y- year seven, 33 and 29. Yudinsky's gone. Kyle Wickersham, Jackson Hardy, who's going to be the starting quarterback with the Spiders? Who ha- and, and shout out to the chat. They're saying Richmond has great uniforms. They do. They fucking uh-huh. do. The Spiders, uh, they're, they're a team that I thought just got destroyed with players graduating or transferring. So. Marlon Lewis is a guy I like on the defensive line. Tristan Wheeler's good at the linebacker spot. Um, Aaron Banks. If anything, the second uh, the defense is is going to be in decent shape. It's the offensive side of the ball that I really really worry about. Um, but the defense got some guys. What, what do you make of the Spiders? Yeah, so I'm kind of trusting the product I've seen recently, and we're going to get into the schedule. I like some things about the schedule that line up. I actually have Richmond at four. So I have them a little higher there. What I really love that you touched on is the defense. I think the defense is really, really strong running back. Uh, they did lose Dykes. They have a lot coming back there. Savant Smith, uh, Milan Howard and Dante black, uh, who was a former three-star UConn recruit all coming back there. Um, lost some wide receivers, but you got a lot coming in there. Former three-star Maryland recruit, Nick DeGenero. Uh, and also Isaiah Wilson transfers in from East Tennessee state university. He got some burn there last year and then defense. You hit the names. There's, there's a ton coming back on defense. They will miss uh Philip O'Connor linebacker. He had 86 tackles, three and a half sacks. Tyreek Burke, who went to app state. This guy was a monster. Nine passes defended four interceptions, two fumbles for. So they lost some on D, but they bring back a ton. And I really like what they pulled as far as a conference schedule here. And that's why I had them, uh, at four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Terrell Furman in the chat. We're live buddy. And we were just talking about you earlier in this episode, but uh, yeah. And he says, uh, Aggie pride. There we go. Subscribe to the NBA gambling podcast. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. The pedigrees there, the offensive side of the ball is question marks. Mm-hmm. The schedule. You're right. The schedule, like the first five weeks home to Morgan state at Michigan state. That's their only clear cut loss. Then home to Delaware state, then at Stony Brook, then home to Hampton and home to Maine. Whoo. They got, I mean, they're going to be four and two or five and one. Yeah. I got five and one. I think, I think you might be right, but then the storm comes, man, the storm comes at Rhode Island loss at North Carolina, a and T win. Home to Campbell, I have that as a loss. Bye week, home to Elon, I have that as a loss. And then Ooh. at William and Mary, I have that as a loss. But I don't know, man. This is tough. The beginning of the schedule, you're 100 percent right. But a lot of those are non-con games, like beating Morgan State and Delaware State. Uh, those are two of your non-con games, so that is irrelevant to the race within the CAA. Uh, but yes, I do think they'll win those games. Yeah. I mean, we, we agreed on our bottom four teams, the two of us. I mean, we're the two smartest FCS people in the world and we agreed <laughs> on the four bottom teams, right? So they play all four of them. Gotta love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree with you. They dropped the Rhode Island game, but they're going to come back. Sorry, Terrell Furman. They're going to get the A and T game. Uh, Campbell that's homecoming. And like I said, man, 
I'm not ready to go ahead and, and just because they brought in the recruits and have the talent, I'm not ready to crown Campbell yet. They got to prove it to me. And this is one of those games. You're going to go to Richmond, Virginia on homecoming and just give them the win. I'm not ready for it. So I got them beating them, got the bye week before Elon, who was a double overtime loss last year by three points. I think they're going to get that Elon game. So I got them going eight and three, six Woo! and two in conference. <laughs> yes, sir. Wow, you want to crowd them. Uh <laughs> I mean, I they've been a blue blood for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to see more on the offensive side of the ball. At number seven for me, I have the Villanova Wildcats. Who do you have at number seven? Uh I had Albany, but I had Villanova at six. Okay. This is one that I feel like we could be way off. I feel like this team might be better because I can tell you that uh Mike Ferrant. Rante or whatever the fuck, uh, he's uh, he's he's a good coach. He's thirty-seven and twenty-six, and last year was like this bad year. The year before that, they were pretty damn good. Connor Watkins back at the quarterback spot. The running backs, you gotta like Ayu Dora Dorjaye, Dorjaye. I can't fucking talk. D. Will Barley. Uh, the the running backs, I I like the quarterback. Gonna be better this year. Gotta be better this year. And more experience. He's returning. You have to be optimistic about that. I also like Ray John Pringle at the wide receiver spot. Uh, the offensive line has got a couple guys. Michael Corby is one that caught my eye on the offensive line for the Wildcats. Um, defensive side of the ball. I thought they had enough returning that it was encouraging. Now, once again, this team was not great a season ago, so you do worry a little bit. But the villain of wildcats have been kind of a blue blood in the F just like Richmond, which makes it tricky because if you trust the culture, then they're probably going to bounce back and, and Richmond and, and Villanova will compete for a championship perhaps, but I'm a little reluctant to do so and think so talk to me about your opinion on the Villanova wildcats. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit the names. I mean, offense and defense, you're bringing back a ton Defense needs to play better, but you love you love bringing back that much talent. You lost one guy, really, Antonio Montero, a linebacker that I really thought was like of major note. All the other pieces are back. I mean, for this team, I think the whole breakdown is, as you kind of touched on it, Connor Watkins, the quarterback, don't turn the ball over 11 times. He's a dual threat guy. You got a ton of running backs. You got everything coming back at wide receiver. Another name I saw was uh, Jerron Hayek, 810 yards, eight touchdowns. He's also back as well. So you're bringing back, you're bringing back weapons all over the offense. Just cut down on the turnovers, play a little bit better defense. And this team's, this team's a real threat. So uh, definitely one to watch. Yeah, no. And I actually like the schedule somewhat too. They don't have Mm -hmm. William and Mary. Uh, They do have New Hampshire on the road, but they don't have William and Mary. They also don't have the Richmond spiders Uh, out the gate to build momentum. I kind of like their schedule. They're at Lehigh. They're home to Colgate. I expect Villanova to be two and zero before they head down to the Moon Bounce to take on UCF and Orlando. Uh, that'll be a loss. But then they jump back and they get Rhode Island. I circle this game as like a very fucking key game. Now I I have Rhode Island winning because they have the like the one of the best quarterbacks in the FCS. This is this is a huge game that I could be wrong on. Uh, after that, they're at Albany. I like Nova's chances to win on Bob Ford Field. And then I like them to beat a and T. So you could be sitting there. If they, if they, if I'm wrong about the Rhode Island game and they get that win, they'll be five and one, I think to start the season. Then they're home to Elon. Now I do like, I think Elon's a more complete team, but I it's in, it's in Philly. So pff, 
it wouldn't shock me. Uh, then after that, they get a bye week. Then they're home to Stony Brook. They should win that. They're at New Hampshire. They should lose that. Then they're home to T- Towson. They should win that. And then at Delaware rivalry game, that is a winnable game, dude. I like this schedule and we really could be wrong about them. Even though I projected them way the way, way the fuck back at, uh, at what did I have them at? What did I have? Nova at seventh? Seven? Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. I mean, I got them sitting seven and seven and four with a lot of room. I, I mean, if you really, really look at this schedule, I'm seeing UCF at New Hampshire at Delaware. Those are three that they're probably going to lose. Everything else is they could win the Delaware I, game because that's a rivalry game. That's a right. Yeah. The, the Delaware game is much more winnable than the other two to me. I agree. I agree 100. percent Yeah. So yeah, it's dangerous team. Gonna be gonna be fascinating to watch, folks. Uh, I want to tell you that the college football experience. It's brought to you by uh, good old game time. Yes. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite event. Shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll be having. All right. Uh, forget planning months in advance too. All right. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. All right. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game, they have the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price and get this. If, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account Use the code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, once again, create an account. Redeem code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we are back on the college football experience, talking CAA football, and we've gone through. So wait, I'm curious where where are you at? Have you you've given away your seventh, your your eighth, and your ninth? Have you given away your sixth? Yeah, six was Nova. Six for me was Elon. Okay, that was my so eight. I, okay, at number five for me was Campbell. Who'd you have at five? I had Delaware, the Blue Hens, fighting Blue Hens. Let's go. Ooh, I have them at four, so we're not that far off. My thing is, I kind of like Ryan Cardi as a head coach. I mm-hmm. think he's gonna be pretty damn good. Year one. Eight and five. Some say they shouldn't have made the FCS playoffs, and and Rhode Island should have. Who knows? But they won at Navy. Uh, that game was impressive to me. He, this guy, you know, Cardi played quarterback. At, I remember watching him play quarterback at Delaware. And that's the big question I think coming into this year. They bring in JUCO transfer Zach Marker. Uh, they also have redshirt freshman Noah Sanders, who's going to be starting. Kyron Cumbie's back at the running back spot. Delaware's. They've been. They got an NIL collective. They got things going. They, there's a talk about a jump to the FBS. It's a very exciting time for what has been an unbelievable program throughout my life. Back to the days of fucking Rich Gannon. All right, they have been really, really good, and they and I, I want to, I want to see them rise up again because they're, they're, they've always been fun. Chandler Harvin is a wide receiver I like. I also circled the tight end spot, Braden, Braden Brosey. He's good. Uh, I mean, I really the offensive line, Blaze Sparks, really, uh, really just comes down to also Finton Bros on the offensive line, but really comes down to the quarterback play. How are we going to see? What are we going to see out of the quarterback room? Defensively, it, it seems like just a few years ago they were monsters on defense, but Danny Rocco's now at VMI, and I did circle the defense as 
a little bit of question marks. Now, Chase McGowan on the defensive line stood out to me. Dylan Trainer also in the linebacking core. I am a little shaky. I mean, they, the good special teams too. I should note best kicker and best putter in the CAA. Um, I had him fourth. You had him fifth. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the blue hands, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, like you said on offense, the only thing I'm really worried about is the quarterback position, but it's a, it's a pretty big question. I mean, there's uh nobody really standing out at the moment. It's, it's a true uh, three man competition. So very interesting. there. running back wide receiver pretty shirt up, feel pretty good about that. You touched on the O line looking solid there. Defense is what made me kind of shaky linebacker, Johnny Buchanan, 128 tackles and a sack. He graduates Noah Plack, another linebacker, 81 tackles. He transfers to Yukon. You lost defensive back Kedrick Whitehead, uh, number three in tackles. He had two interceptions. He's gone. Uh, just a lot of names flying out on defense. Not much really coming in to, to supplement that. Like I said earlier, they're not one of the teams that really raids the transfer portal. So uh, worried about the defense, worried about the quarterback, but you trust the program. Yeah. And you know, the schedule let's talk about it. As we alluded to Thursday night, August 31st at Stony Brook, that game's key. I got them winning that. I think you do too. Then they head to take on Penn state. That's not fun. And after the Penn state game, hopefully that's not too much of a body blow. They take on a St. Francis team who they did beat the piss out of in the FCS playoffs uh, a, a year ago. So I do think they're going to open up two and one before that gigantic game, September 23rd as they host New Hampshire. How about yourself? Yeah, I have the same thing. I have two and one going into that New Hampshire game. And I think uh, you're seeing two different stories. Delaware losing a lot. New Hampshire bringing a ton back. I got them losing that. Game. I got them losing the two, two and two, but man, that's exciting. Uh, the all in September, they get a bye week and they get an opportunity to refocus. And you got to love this four game stretch right here. Home to Duquesne, home to North Carolina, A&T at Hampton at Towson. I do think they will be four and oh there. Agreed. So here's my thing. They'll be five and one in conference heading into this three game stretch, which is a trick, tricky three game stretch. Cause they're home to Elon at Campbell and home to Villanova. I mean, I kind of like them getting two of the three. Same exact thoughts. I, I have them getting two of the three. I do have them losing to Elon. They lost to him last year. Uh, pretty bad actually 27 to seven. I do have them beating uh, the camels and beating Villanova, but I think two and one's the story. So that would have me having two losses within the conference, which is why I have met fourth. You have met fifth. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like they're right there at uh, who'd you have at number four. That was Richmond. Okay. At number three, I think we're aligned then. I think we have the, the same top three schools. We do. I bet in a different order though. All right. At number three, I have the Rhode Island Rams. Uh, I figured I got New Hampshire. Okay. Uh, the Rams. Okay. Let's talk about the Rams first. Cause Jim Fleming entering year 10 with the Rams 31 and 62 all time, but they've been building in the right direction. They've had that chip on their shoulder. They didn't get selected to the FCS playoffs a year ago, right? Kasim Hills, 3000 years old. All right. And not only that, they have Kanique Bonner steward back a temple, a temple transfer as well. They have quarterback depth. They, they might have the best quarterback room in the whole CAA. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really got to wonder. I mean, actually, no, the offense, the offense should be fucking really good because mm-hmm. uh, what uh, summers at the wide receiver spot is a stud. You, they got guys on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. Um, 
that's where I kind of struggled a little bit. I know Brent Jackson was a name that stood out to me in the secondary, but that was what I circled as in my Wesley Neal on the defensive lines of stud. But this is where I, I kind of hesitated on when I, th- I actually kind of came into it wanting to put them second or first. And the defensive side of the ball was the, was the red flag for me. What What's your thoughts on Rhode Island? Yeah, a lot of the same. I mean, Kasim Hill is, is where it all starts. You know, this is a guy, you know, he was with the Rams when nine 11 happened, when the, <laughs> the, the recession in 2008 happened, he saw Trump, he saw COVID. This guy's been yeah. there forever. You gotta be excited about that. There is a lot of depth there. Uh, Devin Farrell, a name to watch. He's a three-star Virginia tech backup or, uh, that's going to be backing up Kasim Hill. So that's awesome. O-line brings in four-star Boston college transfer, uh, Kevin Pine. Gotta love that. The defense did take some hits. Uh, a lot of guys gone. Evan Stewart comes back. Uh, Jarrett Martin at defensive back. He comes back ton of names. Now, if you look at where the transfers are coming in linebacker, three-star since he, uh, Cincinnati transferred Devin Hightower, Another linebacker, three-star coming in from Georgia Southern, uh, Sean Pelkison. You got a three-star defensive lineman coming in from Virginia Tech, three-star defensive back coming in from Fresno State, Randy Jordan. So this should be the year, man. This should be the year. At least look, even if they finish third, they get in the FCS playoffs. Um, Yes. You've got to be in the FCS playoffs. The schedule is nice too. The fact Mm -hmm. they get Stony Brook, Maine, New Hampshire, North, I'm sorry, not New Hampshire. Uh, Stony Brook, Maine, North Carolina, A and T. You get three out of the four that you want to get. You also have Towson, who we had ranked as eleventh. Mm-hmm. So nice schedule. The non-con starts on a Thursday night banger against Georgia State and Atlanta at Center Park Stadium, which is a game I think Rhode Island is capable of winning. I favor Georgia State still, but would not shock me if they upset the Panthers at Center Park. How about yourself? Yeah, I think that's a one score game. I got them dropping it, but uh, you really want to make your statement that you were kind of screwed over last year and you want to get in the playoffs. They take that kind of thing into consideration if you beat an FBS school. So watch out. Oh, dude, if they won this, then they're really looking good because I think the next game, Stony Brook, is a win for Rhode Island. I think at Maine is a win for Rhode Island. I even have them favored at Villanova. So I got them winning the next three games. How about yourself? I have them dropping the Nova one, beating Stony Brook and beating Maine. Uh, second leg of a back to get back against Nova. That's a tough spot there. Well, this is what tricky one to me is they have both their rivals back to back. They get Bryant mm-hmm. on September 30th. Bryant, remember, they're going to be in the CAA next year and at Brown for the Governor's Cup on October 7th. That's tricky to me to have both rivals back to back. I got them dropping the game to Bryant. How about you? Ooh. I do think a lot of Bryant this year. I think they're a little bit of a sleeper, but getting them at home, I think you're ready for that game. Um, I think they take both of those teams. I think they're much better than Brown. So yeah, I'm going to give them both wins against Bryant and Brown. Uh, well, then they're home to Richmond and at all this stretch to me is a li- is this three game stretch right here is a little interesting. If they can go, if they can go three and zero here, it'd be an unbelievable stretch. Home to Richmond, at Albany, home to New Hampshire. I got them going two and one. What do you got them doing there? Uh, yeah, I got them beating Richmond, beating Albany, and beating New Hampshire all there. Uh, I think this team, man, I'm telling you, they haven't made the FCS playoffs since 1985. They're hungry. Last year should have been the year. This year's it. This isn't a team that's going to overlook games. I like them getting these home games against New Hampshire, against Richmond. I think they're going to be ready for every single one. 
Then they get the bye week and they're home to A and T, and then they're at Towson. I think they win those, and I still think even with me penciling them as third, I think they're an FCS playoff team this year. I I agree. How how many teams do you think are in the playoffs from this conference this year? <laughs> well, how many was it last year? Last year we had Elon, William and Mary, Richmond. Am I forgetting one? Delaware. There Delaware. was four last year, right? Did you say New Hampshire? No, that's five. So there was five last year. Huh? I think it's four or five. I think it's I somewhere think it's between four or five. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, look at my number two team. I went pretty fucking chalk, man. I got new Hampshire as my number two squad. How about you? Yeah, I got new Hampshire at number three. It was really hard not to go chalk. And, and maybe that's a little bit of why I got roadie up there. It's <laughs> just to, just to break it up. But I, when you see what these teams at the top got coming back, it's, it's hard not to go chalk. Um, the, so new Hampshire, it's going to be fun. They're like a blue blood in, in the, you know, Sean McDonald's in year 25. He's 157, 104 all the time. They do avoid William and Mary Richmond and Campbell. That jumped out to me right away. Um, Max Brosmer is very good at the quarterback spot. Dylan Lobb at the running back spot can play. Um, what's up? Watch that guy, man. Do everything, everything. Return. Yeah. I mean, did you see him in the playoffs last year? Yeah, oh my he's a God. stud. Watch stud. this dude. Um, then I like uh, Corcoran at the wide receiver spot for for uh, New Hampshire, and you know I feel I really feel like that's a complete team when you add those three right there. Y'all, the tight end, what's his name, Lepkowski, I think it is. Uh, he can play as well. The offensive line's got a couple of guys that I'm excited about too. So the offensive side of the ball, I think they're fine. The defensive side of the ball, they pop as well. Josiah Silver and Dylan Ruse. Uh, or Ruiz, I think it is uh, on the defensive line. They pop to me. I also like Ryan Toscano in the linebacking core for, and Bryce Shaw. Like they're just a complete team. Randall Harris also in the secondary. Uh, I mean, it's going to come down to the schedule, I think, but they're right there. And I think they'll be in the FCS playoffs. How about yourself? Yeah. I mean, I'm right in step. I'm not even going to like, the the key is I wrote two names on defense to to that they lost that's gonna hurt. You got safety pop bush, four passes defended, defensive tackle Nico Kavitis, uh, if that's how you say that. Those guys both graduated. He had two sacks. Everybody back on defense that was really a name to watch. They're all coming back. And and man, you you nailed it. Brosmer, really good quarterback, lob. That's just a dude like if you enjoy college football, you need to watch this team and you need to watch Dylan Lobb. That guy is good. Yeah. And you should be excited that you don't play Campbell, William and Mary in Richmond. Um, uh, the schedule, even the non-con, you know, you do start out with back-to-back away games at Stonehill and at central Michigan. I think they're capable of beating central Michigan. That doesn't mean I'm taking him, but on a, a, the right situation, then you get the granite bowl against Dartmouth. Uh, and then what uh, later in the year? No, that's their three. That's their three non-con. Uh, so I got them going two and one in the non-con. What do you got them doing? I do as well. Uh, the Central Michigan game was one I was like staring at, and I was thinking about it, and I was thinking like if McElwain keeps going in this direction, like how he was at Florida, where he just decided offense doesn't matter at all, and I'm only going to coach defense and lose to teams like Vanderbilt with Florida talent, like if he does that at central mission, I was kind of thinking like, ah, they could win that game. But then I saw they got waxed by uh, Western Michigan last year. So 
maybe I'm not going to put my money on that. Uh, two and one is what I got them going. Yeah, conference play starts though. They're at Delaware. That game is fucking gigantic to me because if they get through that, they're really looking good. They're home to Towson. They get a bye week. They're home to Albany. They're at Stony Brook. Now this one, even if they were to lose the Delaware game, the two road spots here of Delaware and then at Rhode Island gonna be huge. But after Rhode Island, they do have a home game against Villanova, which could be tricky. Then they're at Monmouth and then home to Maine. All in all, I think they miss out on winning the championship. Cause I think it will be William and Mary. Uh, what, what'd you make? Like, do you have them losing? How many games do you have them losing? I have them losing three games in total, only two in conference. I think you catch Delaware at a really good spot with all the new things going on there. You catch them early. I'm not so worried about that road trip, Rhode Island. Why I got them at two. They uh, get new Hampshire to go up that way. I got Kasim Hill getting a big win at home. Uh, also, I do have them dropping the game to Monmouth at Monmouth. I think that's a, a tricky spot there late in the season and uh, got them dropping it. So six and two in conference, eight and three overall. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I agree. And then we both have William and Mary and you know, they return a shit ton of players. Uh, William and Mary, I think you just have to Mike London's doing an unbelievable job. They have a, a, a fun offense. Darius Wilson is the quarterback Malachi Emo at the running back spots. Good. Same with Bronson Yoder. So they have two two really good running backs. Um, uh, Drashawn Kendrick at the wide receiver spot. I love this, this William and Mary team. I know it's chalk. I'm going chalk on this play. Uh, the defensive side of the ball really like this team. Nate Lynn on the defensive line. Uh, same with uh, you know, the, the linebacking core, I think really stands out with John PS and uh, Isaiah Jones. The secondary with Ryan Poole, Jalen Jones, uh, Marcus Barnes. I think it's probably the best secondary in the CAA. Uh, I, I just think they're the best team now. Stranger things have happened, but I also like the schedule. I think they could beat Virginia on October seventh. So I think if there's any team in the CAA that's going to beat a FBS, I think it's William and Mary against Virginia. Mike London played at Virginia. He coached at Virginia. It's personal. So uh, let's, let's, I mean, did you know, want to note any other players for, for the tribe? I think the only one you didn't hit uh, was Jalen Jones that I wrote down. He's a defensive back coming back with four interceptions, but yeah, the whole defense is back. The whole offense is back. This team's, this team's fire. <laughs> uh, it also helps when you don't play New Hampshire, mm-hmm. right? Guess what? You don't play New Hampshire. You don't play Delaware. Mm-hmm. You don't play Villanova. You don't play Rhode Island. I mean, that is a dream scenario. I also think they're actually the best team, but the, obviously the huge game to start the season at Campbell, that game's probably the be, like one of the most important games, if not the most important game on their schedule. Uh, then they're home to Wofford. Yeah, they're just not there yet. Uh, Wofford, Sean Watson, the new head coach there at Charleston Southern. I did see a great hit from Charleston Southern's practice today, but I expect that to be a uh, win. So if they get by Campbell, which I think they, they will be favored. They should be four and before they head into road stadium to take on Elon. I favor William and Mary in that game too. I'll have them losing one by the bye week either Virginia, Elon or Campbell gets them. Uh, yeah, I got them going actually six and zero going into the bye. There's a uh, two FCS versus FBS that I kind of looked at and like, didn't even really think about it. I was just like, you know what? They're getting them. <laughs> It was William and Mary against Virginia and uh, Marshall getting Vatek to come down and play them. 
uh, in West Virginia. So those are the two. And, and yeah, I, I think William and Mary's straight up the better team against Virginia. Yeah. I mean, William and Mary beat the piss out of Charlotte uh, mm-hmm. a year ago. Uh, and yeah, Marshall is hosting Virginia tech this year. That was, I mean, that's a, that's a group of five. I mean, that's a power five group of five game, <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, the bye week after the bye week, they're home to Towson, home to Monmouth at Albany at Hampton. And then the capital cup against Richmond in Williamsburg. I got them going five and oh, I think this team's a shoe in the schedule is genius. The team is very good, but the schedule is also genius. That is why they're going to win the CAA and make the playoffs. Um, I'm curious. What? Well, actually, hang on. Before I get your thoughts, because I want you to close out with with that. But I want to I want to tell the people out there that the college football experience is brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up today for uh, access to you know sign up for the Patreon to get exclusive access to our contests, including NFL win totals contest, thousand dollar first place prize. Besides season long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the patrons, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast, completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a discord channel just for the patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. So do your part and sign up today. Sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, Mike, why is Wayman Mary the best team? Yeah, for one, I can't believe I just fell back into 1984 and thought Marshall was. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, sorry. No, you're good. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's no, embarrassing. I, I, I was like, after you said it, I like, I'm like, wait, what is he talking? Oh my god, why did I do that? Well, no, okay. I was wondering what the fuck you were talking about there. I was like, yeah, are you just knows. saying big upsets, or are you saying FCS <laughs> yeah. against? FBS, but yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Hey, Obviously, listen, Marshall's it's been late yeah. here on the East Coast. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> Live at Slabs, guys. Check it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got him going 10 and 1. I had him dropping the game at Albany just because I was like, uh, you know, maybe they're going to lose one somewhere. And Albany was just, you know, respawn. He's, he's my boy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got him going 10 and 1, 7 and 1 in conference, winning the CAA. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. And I think they get four, maybe five in. Folks, that does it for our show. Make sure you give Mike a follow. The guy's building fucking tables in the middle of all this shit. You know what I mean? We just he's over there in the trenches. Give him a follow at GCG underscore wins. And I, I know he knows college football. He knows that Marshall's been been in the FBS, folks. So but sometimes you have a brain fart. Sometimes sometimes you think, oh, you know, hey, well, you know. It happens. It happens. Folks, give me a follow on Twitter at the Colby D. Also the college football experiences on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Follow us. Season's about to kick folks. And remember, we still got a preview. SoCon, Missouri Valley, and the big sky before. And we have like a, on one of those episodes, it's probably going to be the Missouri Valley episode. The very end, we will answer. We will handicap three FCS games for week zero. So Stay tuned. Subscribe at sg.pn slash FCS. Remember, I also host the college football experience where we're previewing all 133 college football teams. Subscribe, tell a friend. I also host the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience. We have the Big 12 experience. Any other shit I'm forgetting? Probably. Uh, check us all out. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And uh, folks, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. We're, we're like 12 days away from the season. Less than that, actually. We're like 10 days away from the season. So, cannot wait and uh, excited to, uh, to, to bring you more episodes and talk FCS football more in detail. So, until next time, this is the college football experience, FCS style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run, it's
shoot you.